Welcome to another episode of the Wallet and Wellness Podcast. I am Cal Quigley, the wallet. And I'm Chris Randall, the wellness. Listen, on this podcast, we give you info to help grow your wealth and maintain good mental health. Yes, sir. So how you feeling today, man? You're looking real sporty today, man. You're looking good. Listen, brother. listen. Yeah. I got my European pants on <laughs> and uh, ankle out. I'm ready ankle to go. Out. Ashless, ashless. Yeah, listen, listen. All the all the melatonin. I mean, the the melanin spots are you know flowing today, and I'm just kind of like beaming. That's that's what I call Willie beaming. (laughs) (laughs) Screaming Willie beaming. (laughs) Say man, so when you light skin, like you can never be ashy. That's the one thing people can can catch you slipping on. Okay, be like, look at your, look at the. He ashy. Is it a ashy. different ash? Is light skin ash different from dark skin ash? I don't know, cause all I ever had was light skin ash. Why am I ashy, so you ashy? Why am I so intrigued? Right I don't now? know. Like I, I want to be like to compare it. I don't know, cause yeah. y'all skin different. No, it ain't. Okay, it's not different. All right, same. here we go. <laughs> Especially when you go to court. <laughs> light skin, dark skin, twenty five to oh, life. Like it sheesh. don't matter, man. But no, uh, man, I'm feeling real good. We got a chance to see the uh, the good brother Nineteen Keys mm. in Dallas the other day, man. Phenomenal. You know, shout out to EYL and their entire movement. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where the idea for what we're doing down here in Texas kind of came from, man. So we've been following those brothers yeah. for a long time, since 2019. And, you know, sometimes people will try and throw game. I mean, uh, throw salt in the game. They'll mm-hmm. be like, oh, y'all trying to be like EYL. You trying to be like Trevor Sh-. Man, we really aren't. Yeah. Um, but I think about it like this. Like, if you got different restaurants, you got different car companies, you mm-hmm. got different, you know, hotel brands, everybody – may not like Hilton. Mm-hmm. Some people want to stay at the Sheraton. Yeah. So yeah. why in the black culture do we always have to like pit pit each other against each other? Yeah. So we don't want to be EYL. We want to be the wallet and wellness. Episode. Yeah. Yeah. And even if we were, let's say trying to copy because they're doing something good. Is yeah. that a, is that like a bad thing? Is it is only yeah. two guys <laughs> out of the whole country that can talk about you know, wealth and growing your wealth and yeah. getting into business. Only two people can do that. To like, our community, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's like when it, when you occupy a spot, it's like you're the only one right. that can occupy that spot. Yeah. When that, like you say, it doesn't make sense. It does. You know, because whatever avenues they're going into, um, it, it's going to help whoever's watching. Mm-hmm. And then whatever avenues we're going to go. Because I ain't never seen a podcast telling people how to get out their mama house. I've never seen that myself. I've never, I've, I've never, Check I've never seen it. Check the AI and make sure, see if that's in <laughs> You know? Yeah. So yeah. I think, I think it's good. And, and, and what you're doing and, and putting your, your journey out there, mm-hmm. you know, as far as these are the things that I went through. These are some pitfalls that I got into. I think those are the things that are most helpful because a lot of times people try to keep those moments to themselves. Yeah. I don't need nobody to know, mm. you know, when I was when I was down bad. Right. You know, all my posts are about me on top. Boom. Mm-hmm. Let look. I'm next to the jet. Cool. <laughs> but who like Can't. I don't know nobody with a jet. So it's me important. <laughs> you know, it's important yeah, to be like, like, okay, cool. Exactly. How you get to the jet though? Yeah. 
you know and yeah. i think those are the things that you know we're we're doing yeah you know? so i, and like I it. think you know when you when you have someone that looks like you or that you know came from the same area or mm -hmm. the same background those kind of things i get a lot of veterans that'll come up to me and they're like bro i seen the podcast or i saw you talk mm -hmm. and i'm trying to figure out how to get it like you now that i'm out of the military yeah and so just going back to the whole conversation around eyl like those guys aren't veterans, so maybe they can't speak to veterans like I can. People uh, have never lost a father, so they can't speak to that like you can. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so, uh, so black people, well, whoever, because sometimes we we blame black people for a lot of stuff. We do, we do. And sometimes it's not black people; it's those plants that they put in there. Mm. You know what I mean? Even when you look historically black uh, back to uh, uh, the civil rights movement. Okay. They would plant people in that movement to mm -hmm. do certain things yeah, yeah. so that they could say, oh, when the black people out there, no, nah, no, nah, it was this cat over here that the CIA hired yeah. that actually, you know, threw the pipe bomb and started the, the riot, yeah. you know? Yeah. So we got to stop blaming our people. But at the same time, uh, we got to stop aiming our arrows at each other. Yeah. Because, you know, like, like Keys was saying the other night, um, in order for our culture to move forward, it's going to take some people that are willing to be out in front and take those arrows for everybody else, but everybody else has to continue coming forward. Yeah. It, it makes no sense for us to be doing what we're doing, and we're the only ones winning off. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, take the information, chew it up, and do what you can with it so you can get to where you're trying to get. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think um, there's, a, there, there's a lot of times where, Whatever the reason, there's a ceiling that is around the idea of black success. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll say this, being black and successful. Right. I'll say that. Not black successful, but, but being successful mm -hmm. while black. It's like you can only go this far, you can only do you know this. So a lot of times, mm -hmm. subconsciously, we'll put limitations um, or only see the things that, you know, somebody is doing, you know, that happens to be black, we'll do that before a ceiling is, is put on it, yeah. you know? Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with the, historically speaking, mm -hmm. you know, the amount of success that we've seen, you know, as a whole. In okay. 2023, there are still areas of society that are still the first black, Oh, man. You know, That's so crazy. I think because of that, we are, at least in this country, yeah. kind of used to us only getting so far. So it mm -hmm. kind of brings up all of these subconscious things mm -hmm. that we don't really know is happening. So it's important to really um, pay attention to what you're saying, to yeah. what you are uh, thinking, to how mm -hmm. you're thinking, so you can make sure somebody's success can just be success. Right. And they happen to be, you know, black, black, you know, so I think, you know, even in the language, the things that we say is important, you know, I, but I'm, I can be extra. I'm yeah. extra and I'll take things to heart. Well, you're and I'll a be trained like, actor, I'm so you, <laughs> <laughs> they made you extra. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah. you know, it's a little, it's a little truth to that. But yeah, uh, yeah I think it's, I think it's important, you know, so. Yeah.
Yeah, on camera, you like a real suave and cool, collected guy. But like off the camera, he's Dame Dash little cousin. Right? So, <laughs> <laughs> what if he turn this stuff up? I do turn up. I do yeah. turn up. We have to speci specifically, you know, kind of tweak my mic so it can yeah. get those loud peaks. <laughs> um, but that's just so, it, you know, the, the show won't go off the rafters off the a little bit. Because I'll be like, listen, so tell me what you were saying. Uh <laughs> I mean, doing all kind of stuff. Oh, man. <laughs> so earlier we were talking about, um, and shout out to the brother, uh, Tyler Perry, man. Uh, mm. Tyler Perry, man. Mm. And the yeah. thing that is important to yeah. me is because there are plenty of people out there, black, white, you know, whoever, who didn't really see that happening. You're gonna do these. You're gonna do these little Medea movies, yeah. and you know Tyler Perry this, and da 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 da. Not knowing that this stuff is making money, and he is doing smart things with his money. Yeah, man. That's the thing. That's like, you know, oh, he's in the running to buy BT, and you like Tyler Perry got enough money mm -hmm. to buy B BT. Like, sure do. <laughs> I can't, I, I'm terrible at voices. I tell you, I like <laughs> that's the thing where it's yeah. like, don't let your something that's a small beginning to you, you know, uh, make it seem like, you know, oh, it's not going to be, are you going to like steps? I remember I heard Tyler Perry uh, on a, I guess, interview talk about stop messing up your money. Mm -hmm. You know, you're in these negotiating rooms oh, and you're man, like, yes. I want this amount of money. Yeah. And if they say no, then you out. And he's like, stop doing it. Take yeah. the money that they're giving you mm -hmm. and then say, if this is successful, then for round two, season two, mm -hmm. whatever, this is what I'm looking for. And step up the negotiation process. So that's the thing that's like, wow, that was that was a good piece of piece of advice. There's a tactic within negotiations. Uh, there's an acronym that we use. It's BATNA, right? Best alternative to no agreement. Mm. And that's essentially what he's teaching people is like, hey, maybe there's a price that you're not willing to take at all. Mm -hmm. And if they say that price, then you got to have some self-respect. Right? right. But at the same token, you have to be able to understand, like you said, uh, hey, this deal may be the one that opens the door. And then from there, you're going to show them who you are and yeah. then they're going to say, OK, uh, Kevin Hart. Perfect yeah. example, right? Kevin Hart's first movie, he talks about it publicly, didn't make a whole lot of money. Yeah. And then, you know, now he's a mega superstar. And the reason why is because he took a little short on the front, but now he's getting it all back. Yeah. 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 And when we think about as an entrepreneur, when we start our companies and we get an opportunity to, to get a contract with, say, a Coca-Cola mm -hmm. or, you know, a Nike or something like that, we're like, oh, I, I need to hit a home run on this one. But it may not be that contract that actually gets you the bag. Mm -hmm. It may be taking a smaller contract because now you can put them on your portfolio. Mm -hmm. right, right, right. And then when the next person comes around, they're like, well, I, I figured Coke probably paid you two million. So we're yeah. going to go ahead and, you know, offer you three. Yeah. And, and the real, you're like, actually, I'm paying Coke to be on there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, I mean, that's one of those things we have to think about as entrepreneurs. Yeah. Yeah, that's big. Boom. So now I got a couple questions. Yes, sir. Because I have seen, um, we've been acquainted, we've been friends now for, it's going on, I think, a year and a half. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and you, you have a lot of entrepreneurialism 
you know, in you, you know, a lot of your um, goals, a lot of your um, the things on your to do list are very entrepreneurial. Uh, where did first of all, where, where did that start? Like, when did you get started? You know, what brought that about? <laughs> so me and my man H, shout out to H, uh, seventh and eighth grade at Dumbo Middle School. Okay. Now nah, we were at Dumbo High School. Anyway, started uh, pushing blow pops in the classroom, in the hallways, okay. in Miss Diddy class. Uh, he was really the the one that had the vision for it. Okay. Uh, I was just kind of the financier at the time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I didn't have the, the selling skills or anything, but uh, just being around my cousin, man, and then coming from an area where, you know, unfortunately it was a lot of dope being sold. So mm-hmm. you saw people have that kind of entrepreneur spirit uh, the wrong way, but, yeah, you yeah. know, you saw it. And so for me, it was actually a seed that got planted that actually didn't start to blossom, man, until – I think I was in the Air Force for like five or six years before I mm. actually started thinking as an entrepreneur. Uh, I started my first company when I was in the Air Force. I used to go to people's house and fix their computers and things like that. Okay. Uh, so, you know, uh, that's by y'all stole my idea. <laughs> geek squad. You know, I was a geek squad back then. And uh, from there, you know, I was always taking college classes. I think I said that on a previous episode, mm-hmm. been in school forever, right? Just one of the things that I like to do is learn. And I started writing for a capstone project for my bachelor's degree. Okay. And I came up with this idea for a food service that could go on base to the military bases mm-hmm. and deliver food. So you have to remember, this is after September 11th, we had been attacked, so they changed a lot of rules on base. Back in the day, you could sit up in your dorm room, call, order a pizza, and then it'd come to your door. After September 11th, they were like, well, you can't come on base, you gotta go to the front gate, go get your food, you know? So if you've been drinking a little bit, like, this is just a bad look, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I wrote this paper, came up with the idea for Cousins, what became Cousins Delivery, and from there, um, I wrote the paper, one of my professors was very interested in it. This is back in 04, right? 04, 05. And so uh, he was like, man, this is a really good idea. If you want to do it, I'll help you. Okay. And I'm like, ah, I'm good. I'm just trying to graduate, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. give me an A. That's all I need yeah. from you. And he was like, no, nah, he just kept, kept, you know, saying it. And so finally I called my man H and uh, I was like, hey, I got this idea I came up with, man. Take a look at it. Cause he's somebody that I always trust. You mm-hmm. know, we go back and forth on everything that we do together. And he saw it and he was like, bro, that's it right there. He was like, when you, uh, when, I was living in DC at the time. He was like, when are you coming back to Texas? And I'm like, seriously? He was like, this is it. We can make a million dollars off of this. And so I'm like, okay. Uh, he, my guy, he always give me really good advice. So right. I was like, all right, man, I'm starting to think about this now. So I sent him some information, man, no lie. We put the entire company together in about six months, Okay, but like the marketing and all of that stuff, he may have done it in two or three days. Mm. So having a good, <clears throat> so having a good team and having a good, uh, synergy with your team mm-hmm. is a really important piece. And so um, he sent me all of that and I'm like, man, and at the time he was printing up shirts and doing a couple other things. And so he's like, man, seriously, like we can do this. And so, man, I started praying to God and I was just going through some personal stuff at the time. And man, I woke up one morning and I was like, if you want me to do this, God, like send me a message. And he's like, fool, I already sent you like <laughs> 20. What else you want? You know? 
Yeah. Uh, but man, I packed up my Mercedes. I sold all of my stuff. I literally drove back to Texas and we started Cousins Delivery in 2006. Okay, so uh, one of the things that I that I hear you talking about as far as H is concerned, mm-hmm. on your team, it's important to have a vision, like the visionary. And at that particular time, it's it sounds like H was the visionary. Because you just like, I mean, yes, I came up with the concept, right. but when when you tell it to somebody or when somebody sees it and they see Th- they don't just see this area. They exactly. see uh, this whole, whole region. region. They say this whole whatever. Yep. I think that's one of the things that kind of separates somebody who doesn't have vision mm. from somebody who does is is the ability to see beyond what it is right now. Yep. That's, the thing that's the thing with a lot of different – some, something that you can think of that you think is small. Mm. Oh, that's small. Geek Squad. Yeah. Somebody going to somebody going to come and help you with your computer. You like, "What what possibly could I need help with <laughs> from my computer?" Right. That's one of the things that I love about Apple. I know people always talk about Apple is, you know, their phones are too pricey and they you know, the thing that the thing that they create is community. Mm. When you go get a phone at the Apple store, they also give you the opportunity Especially if you're coming from Android. <laughs> if you're Why are you pointing at me when you No, said because that? I'm talking to you. Okay, I'm, I'm talking not, to I'm you. I'm not going to Apple, bro. No, 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 no. I'm not. You, <laughs> stay with whoever you with. But the point is, they don't let you feel like you have to figure it out by yourself. Mm. It's not hard, but they say, hey, we got class at one o'clock for people who just got a new iPhone and their first time iPhone users. I didn't know they do class. They do, bro. <laughs> like it's it's a lot of older people or people who are just yeah, first time. They'll true. just go through, sense. this is how you do your messages. This is where the settings are. This is the thing. Well, how do I blah, blah, blah. Nope. So you go here, you do this. Like it is amazing that they'll take you and put you under their Apple wing and just say, let's teach you why, the, even if it's propaganda in there, let's teach you why this is a better device because on your older device, you could do this. Let's show you how you could do Like, yeah. it is amazing. Classes for everything. They have classes to teach you how to use the phone app. Wow. They have classes to teach you how to do things. If you if it's your first Apple computer, mm-hmm. they have classes to teach you how to move around on the computer, mm-hmm. how to do this, how to do that. So it's that thing that is visionary where it's like, no, 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 we need to set ourselves apart by doing this. The whole way they set up the Apple store is amazing to me because you don't have to go in there to buy a phone. You just want to go play with the stuff. Actually, I ain't going to lie. I have been in a couple of hours. (laughs) (laughs) You like, yo, I don't, I'm just in here playing around. It's like a lounge. Yeah, it's like a lounge. It's real lounge. You know, so what I hear in your story, H, you know, being that guy to say, no, you're looking at this as like some project. Right. No, no, no. I'm looking at this like this is another, this is a business. This is a revenue stream, you know, for us. Yep. This is how we're going to get from this level to this level, mm-hmm. you know. So, yep. all right, Cousins, uh, uh, cousins, cousins Delivery. delivery. Uh-huh. And then you did that for how long and it moved on to what? Like what, so what happened? we did Cousins Delivery from 2006 to 2008. The recession came, okay. uh, hit, hit us pretty hard. And so we shut down shop. A lot of the restaurants we were delivering from, you know, um, 
went out of existence. So okay. we're like, all right, we got to reload. So H and I um, went back to our respective corners, mm-hmm. figured out, you know, the next move that we were going to make. I was getting married at the time and, you know, had my daughter and all of those kind of things. But he kept like pulling on me and I appreciate him so much for this. Mm-hmm. He kept pulling on me like, bro. We got to come up with the next thing, man. So I'm in the lab. I'm trying to figure out the next thing. And then that's when I came up with reforming academics. Okay. So the rap program was a uh, nonprofit that we started. And so through um, that, what we did is we got contracts with the community college and then with Fort Worth ISD. And so that was an after school program where we were giving people very similar to what we do at Quantum Prosperous, just practical information. At that time, we were working with middle schoolers and high schoolers and then, you know, first time in college students, those kind of things. And so then that kind of went we, we technically still have the reform and academics program. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we don't do as much as we used to with it. But, uh, yeah, that was the next thing that happened. And so, again, H was right there with me. He was like, man, let's figure this thing out. Uh, we ate off of that for a while. That turned into, yeah, that was, that, was, that was a good one. Okay. So we talked about a little bit of, you know, back in the day, starting, you know, getting to where you are now. Yep. Now we got QP, Quantum Prosperous. Quantum Prosperous. Um, so what's going on with, with that? What's the future, you know, look like? So when we built Quantum Prosperous, it was right as the pandemic came on. And, you know, we wanted to be able to teach people how to invest in crypto and stocks, understanding, you know, the stock market. Real estate at the time was was real heavy. So we added that. Uh, That's something that we've been doing for a long time as well. And so really the future of Quantum Prosperous, uh, it it, it changes all the time. Yeah, yeah. Even with this podcast, when I started Quantum Prosperous three years ago, I didn't think about a podcast. Yeah. But then you and I sat down. We started, you know, synergizing and everything. We were like, man, won't we do a podcast? Everybody else doing a podcast <laughs> ain't talking about nothing. So won't we do something and, you know, actually put some real stuff on wax, right? And so when I think about the future of Quantum Prosperous, um, I would say maybe – you know, of course, growing our memberships okay. and then getting to the point where we can teach people how to go and get their Series 7 so okay. that they can create uh, financial advisor offices in our communities. Okay, pause. Now, t- tell us what that is. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, a financial advisor or a financial strategist like myself is someone who can help you put together a portfolio, okay. diversify that portfolio and put you in a position to be able to have money for the rest of your life okay. and pass generational wealth on through trusts and, you know, different things like that. Okay. And so it's so much information that our community doesn't have. Right. And part of it is because we don't have access to it. Okay, but we yeah. feel like we don't have access to it. Yeah. So, like, even with Quantum Prosperous, when we have our conferences, we do it at a church. Okay. Why? Because that's where most people are coming yeah. and getting fed. And yeah. so now we're getting, feeding you on the financial tip. And so um, just kind of pushing the envelope on okay. what a financial company that's black and brown owned can do. Can do. Yeah. That's, that's what I see the future of Quantum Prosperous. Yeah. I think a lot of historically th- that is a place or an industry and area that we weren't necessarily, you know, involved in. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember as I was reading, um, it was a book about uh, black banks and the mm-hmm. history of black 
you know, banks mm-hmm. or the history of black people, you know, and, yeah. and banks and banking yeah, and what yeah. that has done to us, you know, over mm-hmm. time, when you, you talk about people like, you know, Spike Lee has his company, 40 acres and a mule, right? That's from an actual, I'll say ploy to get black people to put their money in the banks, yep. you know, because land had what was and still is a way to grow your wealth and we wanted to be able to have access to land Mm -hmm. and then the government told us you're going to be able to you'll get that with the freedman's bank we put our money in and then that money was (laughs) you know stolen and used Mm -hmm. to invest in railroads at that time which were going downhill lost all you know the oh, money. money so you, you yeah. talk about historically speaking us not knowing about money mm-hmm. not knowing about how to use money what to do with it all those sorts right. of things um i think a company like you know quantum prosperous to be able to educate people uh to be able to kind of give you the information that you need and help you strategize mm-hmm. you know what to do and how to grow it you know whether that be you know, you wanting to have as close to seven streams as possible yep. or whether you want to be able to start a trust or whether there's so many different things. So many. That's the thing yep. that boggles my mind is every couple of days, every couple of weeks, I'm, I'm learning something else about money or what to do with it or how mm-hmm. other people have used their money, you know, to turn it into blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, yeah. so that's the thing that that's always fascinating to me because I'm like, it's something else. Oh, man, it's always something else. You know, one of the uh, services that we offer is setting up a family bank. And so when people hear family bank, they're like, I don't understand that. Right. It's super e- easy to, to understand. You put your money the same places that the banks put your money, mm-hmm. except that 10% that they normally keep for themselves and give you like 0.0001, mm-hmm. you get all of that yeah. in that account. Now, the key with that is the younger you get it started, the better, because yeah. you know everybody can't get the account. Reach out to us, we'll explain what that means, right? But if you're able to get a family bank, mm-hmm. you, can, you, you can essentially change your family tree forever. Say, for instance, you have a million-dollar face value policy when you pass away, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody's going to pass away. In that family bank, you have the beneficiaries, everybody in the family. Mm -hmm. So when they pass away, that million dollars doesn't go to little Johnny over here to figure out what to do at 18 with a million dollars. It goes into a family trust, a family bank. And then from there, you can stipulate how that money is paid out Mm -hmm. to little Johnny. So when he gets 30 and he's finished college, and he gets $200,000, he now knows what to do with it. Yeah, yeah. Versus, you know, a lot of times that, that money is blown immediately. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of um, a guy in the in our, our men's group, Trey. Uh-huh. He's always explaining to us the difference between, you know, big families, um, you know, back in the day, like the, uh, the Rockefellers yep. and the Vanderbilts. Yep. Rockefellers had a family bank, you know, still have money today. 17 generations later. Vanderbilts did not. They don't have. They don't have, they don't have the same amount of. You know, the Vanderbilts wealth. are black now. They call them the black Vanderbilts. Mm. Yeah, because they don't have any money. Dang. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and see, that's the thing where it's like. Make sure you edit that. <laughs> we know those, or we have those, uh, you know, tropes or nicknames or whatever. Yeah. But in actuality, that's terrible. That. Yeah. You it are. You are black. Me. Because yeah. you don't have any money, like yeah. that's like ah. So but it's we're like changing the narrative. Yeah, yeah, we so, we de- yeah. we definitely are, you know. Um, but that it, th- those are the things 
that that we were talking about earlier as far as those subtle things that we still think about and hold kind of against each other because right. it's just kind of it's so common knowledge just to be like ah black owned business you know ah the customer service mm. ain't great like it's just a thing that we do yeah. instead of you know either trying to help or still trying to support in spite of let's say they do have bad customer right. service you i mean you can still they still make chicken yeah. so you can still go buy you know some chicken or do whatever so it's just certain things that i think we have to do to really continue to support ourselves if they have bad customer service and you know how to do good customer service why don't you go in there and help them yeah. tell them hey uh give me a contract i'm gonna help you guys get your customer service set up yeah. you know we have in our community the greatest amount of skill set that gets wasted and lost mm. because we're not willing to work with one another. Yeah. That's the whole idea behind our guardians group, right? It's 13 black men from the ages of, I don't know, I guess 19, 19 20, something like that, right? Oldest is 52, but there's so much game and wisdom that is in each person in there. And because we're moving all together, we're purchasing all together, it gives us the opportunity to showcase mm. what can happen if black men work together. Yeah. And that's one of the ideas behind why we're, we're so intent on pushing that out yeah. to the masses. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. So before we, you know, get out of here, mm -hmm. you know, the entrepreneurial guru, tell us, give us some, <laughs> uh, just some entrepreneurial tips. You know, I, yeah. I it, it seems like I can say that, and he's like, you got a thousand different things oh, to yeah. say, but what are some things that people can do if they're starting, let's say they're starting their entrepreneurial you know, journey? journey yeah. what, what are some things that they should be doing and looking out for and all of that? That's a great question. The first thing I would say is get a, get a good team around you. Get okay. people that you can trust and get people that do what you don't do well okay. around you. Okay. Uh, that's what I did. You know, H, he has a mind for marketing. He understands, you know, how to get people's attention and those mm -hmm. kind of things. He understands branding and logos and all of that. And at the time, I was just like business, business, business. Yeah. That's all I know. Yeah. So I allowed um, him to imp impress upon me understanding how to do those things better. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, there was a lot of overlap there. And then we brought other people in yeah. that did yeah. other things better. So that's the first thing. Second thing, stru structure yourself correctly, right? So we're not doing DBAs no more, right? Go start you an LLC, S Corp, okay. C Corp. And that way you're able to protect yourself. Because mm -hmm. when we talk about Cousins Delivery, had we known what we know now about business, we've could, we could have protected that idea a little bit mm -hmm. better and then every time somebody get Uber Eats, we'd be like, cha-ching, yeah, yeah, order yeah. more, right? So definitely structuring everything correctly. And then, you know, for me, man, I, I keep God first in everything I do. Mm -hmm. I can remember when we were running Cousins Delivery, and I wasn't making a lot of money when we first started out. And I would take my money and I would put it in the church, you know. And so you're planting those seeds, right? Because mm -hmm. God gives us, gives us everything, right? There's seed time, there's harvest time. Mm -hmm. So don't forget to add God into your business. Uh, a lot of times now we're trying to appeal to the masses mm -hmm. so much that we take God out of our business. But if God gave us the idea, who should you really fear, right? Like yeah, yeah. he's the one that can take yeah. it away. Yeah, that's true. And I can say honestly with Cousins Delivery, we didn't keep that at the forefront. Mm -hmm. But with Quantum Prosperous, I mean, even from the name itself, you can see how much God has his hand and guiding us within what we're doing now. Yeah. 
So that would probably be the first three things I say uh, for, for people to kind of focus in on. There we go. That's All another right. episode of uh, the Wallet and Wellness Podcast. Thank you for joining us. You know, Chris, Kyle. I'm the Wallet. There we go. I'm the Wellness. We'll see you next time. Dub Nation.